It's episode 10 of season 2. Hey everyone, it's me. I have way too much energy right now, but it'll come down a bit. Uh, Hannah Pelham, get me there. What's going on, guys? You were low energy approximately... What minute of this recording are we in? 21 minutes ago. So you're welcome, audience. He's spiking. And we're back down. So we're here, episode 10. It's going to be week 12 of the NFL, as well as game week 10 of the EPL that we'll cover. Uh, we've got a fun one in the sense that Hannah's back, as you will notice. Hannah, how, how was your second bye week? Um, pretty good. Uh, I just emptied out a bottle of wine, so I'm ready to go. Nice. Uh, my bye week was good. Uh, last week, I fell asleep on the couch. At eight o'clock, so you could say it was a good night over here at Westchester Estates. It was a short, short sabbatical, um, but she's back. Yeah, yeah. Learned learned a lot. Yeah, want you guys to miss me. You know, I don't want you to get too familiar. Do you feel like you've come back as a better fantasy player? Um, I don't think I can get worse. <laughs> so that's you know the bar is pretty low. Okay, we're on the floor. Well, in that week of our sabbatical hannah was was there a was there a worst part of the week if you will a, a low if you will so many lows so little time adam i would say if i were to specify one particular low it would be melvin gordon okay mm. he had weeks of garbage as my flex and then when i finally bench him after getting fed up with the bullshit he goes up for 18 points okay so if i finish last it's because of that cursed trade I made with Jake, okay? Cursed on both sides. I might have ruined both of our seasons. Who's to say? Was it was it cursed before this week, though? Like, I feel like it was the troll tr- trade. And, and is it just because of this week that it's actually cursed? Well, Melvin Gordon hasn't scored above maybe four points until this week. So I was it's cursed on my end. I don't know about Robbie Anderson. Uh, equally cursed. I don't think he did. Uh, Robbie Anderson has not finished above wide receiver like 30 to 35 in five or six weeks. He's trash. Yeah, I'd also like to mention I had the third highest score this week and still Mm. lost, which is not the first time this has happened. So bad schedule. (sighs) Helm, this is all on you. Yeah, the scheduling gods were not kind to you this year, Hannah. Next year, if you stick around after the draft, maybe they will smile upon you. A little cash slid to the commissioner. You know, all I have to do is hit rerun the scheduling once hmm, interesting who's to say all right my low for the past week is gonna be that uh i don't know that i know how to not make two transfers every week in epl i keep taking transfer penalties and i keep wanting to take more because either my players continually are out with covid or like ross barkley they get injured in the fourth minute of the game casual soccer watcher so I think I'm just going to be minus four points and just handicap myself in EPL the rest of the season, if you guys don't mind. So have you used your wild card? Oh, like week four. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I- I don't mind it, Adam. I think, you know, a little four-point handicap every week suits you. I was very close to taking a minus 12 two weeks ago. That would have been rash. That That's what I figured, so I didn't. But I should have this week, because I got crushed anyways. Well done. I feel like maybe it's time for a team rename, like Tinker Taylor or something. Ooh. Uh, there's no tinkering. There's just desperation. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like tinkering. Just let those brain juices simmer Your for a little while. Your team's not doing badly. You're doing fine. I'm four and four. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. The, the definition of fine. Yeah. Still got 26 more weeks to go. Yeah, but how many of those am I actually going to be playing, Pelham? <laughs> Preferably all of them. <laughs> um, do we will keep this pod alive. Pelham, do you have a... <laughs> My low this week is having to do this podcast during busy season. <laughs> wow. Pelham, what... Thank you, busy season. Here it is. Pelham, uh, what's your low? Speaking of busy season, um, I guess my low... I was going to say, if you actually are running a podcast bingo board, I believe that busy season is a square for which you have to drink. That is a mandatory penalty. We actually have many bingo boards available uh, for sale. If you give us $1, we will give you a board and you can play along. There will be fun, unique prizes starting next week. Only for Jake. Only if he actually listens (laughs) to the pod. (laughs) Tell him you had a load this week. Oh, yeah. Speaking of busy season, I guess my load this week is... That I basically have to condense one week of my work schedule into two and a half days. So it's been a busy day and a half so far, two days so far. But, you know, come Wednesday evening, I'll be I'll be happy. It'll be good to have a break. Now, does that mean that you're working working 40 hours in two and a half days? (laughs) That is a good question. I guess you could say my work quality is either decreasing or my efficiency is skyrocketing. skyrocketing. (laughs) Yeah. Hannah, are you still working? I mean, technically I am working, as in I'm being paid. I would describe myself more as being at home, watching a Chelsea game live, sending a few emails at strategically, you know. Space them out. Yeah, strategic times, just so that I look like I'm working constantly. Jiggling the mouse Um, every 15 minutes. Yeah, just keeping the screen live. That's pretty much it. Would you describe that as your high of this week, Hannah? My high is definitely working from home. I love working from home. I finally got to do it after being back at work since May. So yeah, and also I'm off tomorrow. So this has been a great week. Uh, and more importantly, Chelsea is moving on to the next round of the Champions League. So what more can you That's ask good. for really on Thanksgiving? I'm very grateful. Maybe a Lions win. What do oh, you say? Wow. <laughs> Let's go for achievable goals. Yeah. So question, ca- casual soccer watcher here. The Champions League. <laughs> when does it end? May. I'm sorry. In a normally scheduled year, it's May. We're in the round of 16, and they don't no, finish we're not. until May. We've still got quite a few games left in the group stages, um, oh, but sweet, Chelsea right. has guaranteed their spot in the oh, round of 16. Sweet Christ. Right. I believe we're the first team to do so, yeah. So you mean I'm going to be very confused on some weekday afternoons when I start seeing Facebook messages come in and have no idea what anyone is talking about, not understanding that, guys, the Premier League is not going on right now. For the next six months. Bonus. Great. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's bonus content. <laughs> it's like high quality. Except only Chelsea and Man U. And yeah. Man City. And Liverpool. And Plus Liverpool. You get right, but you guys aren't talking about them. From the 85 Bears. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Good. Like Oliver. But you've also got Arsenal. Do you mean Oliver Giroud? Oh, yes. Oh, you want to talk about Olivier Giroud? Not yet. Not you yet. Not hold, yet. Hold on to your britches um, there, Adam. Yet. It's coming. I, I was very confused Adam, today when I looked at the thread and saw Oliver Gerond, and I was not sure who that was, <laughs> to be clear. 
Get good at French, sir. Get good. Classic American pronunciation. No, that's literally how your dad spelled it. Well, look, he's an old. <laughs> his spelling is not good. Just use your imagination. That's all I'm asking. My high this week is uh, that I'm feeling happy because I'm I'm very on top of my holiday shopping this year, which you know usually is like that. What'd you get me? Oh, I didn't see all of my holiday shopping. No spoilers. Um, but mm-hmm. I have pretty good ideas in in the tank, and I'm I'm feeling good about uh, potential on this one. And then, uh, you know, we've got an upcoming weekend here of hot deals that I'm preparing for. Probably going to get a new phone, which I'm looking forward to. And yeah, and I've got a fun set of food in my fridge that involves some compound butter, which I'm making for a work cocktail happy hour party, which should be fun. And how much of it do you have, Adam? About a half pound, Hannah. Less a few tablespoons eaten half by pound. all of us. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's more of a high or a low to have that much compound butter? <laughs> uh, right now it feels like a high, uh, but I currently have none of it in my system. If I was filled with butter, I would say it would be a low. <laughs> all right. Butter, butter, well, there's low. so many days to make that happen. <laughs> Adam, I think I speak for everyone in the league when I say we really look forward to our individual Christmas presents from you. <laughs> and I just can't wait to see what you got all of us. It sounds amazing. It, it better be compound butter. <laughs> I heard that Jake's getting a TV. One can only imagine what I'll be. Receiving. What if I got you all the gift of me losing at fantasy football? I'll Priceless. take it. <laughs> that was a very quick acceptance. I accept. <laughs> On behalf of the league, I accept. <laughs> Lock it in. Lock it in. He said it here, folks. Tell him. Round, take back. Round us out with this one. What's your high this week? Yeah, I think my high this week, uh, as per usual, was not in the NFL fantasy realm. But I did win my fantasy EPL game by a singular point against Mr. David Hens, uh, despite his last-minute valiant efforts to uh, revamp his lineup and try and put me off. No, like when you say last minute, do you mean like two hours too late? I believe so, Adam. <laughs> okay. Yes. I think it was, I forget, but it was just very soon after that deadline. And I won by a single point. My, uh, my David Hinn's bi-week strategy of taking an extra transfer that gamble did just about pay off. So that was good. Good. Good for you. Uh, see extra transfers are fun, fun poem. You should try it every week. It's thrilling. Yeah, it is thrilling. <laughs> the, you know, the thrill of the risk. All right, so going back to our NFL to look at our Week 11 scoreboard, we've got a few different scores to run through here. Two, uh, we'll save the best matchup for last. Uh, Coming in with the win, his second straight is going to be the hapless, hopeless surf of David Hins with six-point victory over Jake Johengen, who's continuing his downfall. As alluded to earlier, I beat Hannah uh, in the highest-scoring matchup of the week. You've got Robert taking down Brandon, Tom Brady, unable to put up enough points on the Monday night game. An absolute drubbing, as they would say, of uh, Pelham by I would Mr. Not. P. Smith. And then finally, in the biggest matchup of this week, it is the man, the myth, the legend, Frank Zhu, their newly renamed Arbiter of Justice, taking down the official Eliminator Challenge winner. Uh, unless this was typed incorrectly, I assume it's because the full word challenge wouldn't fit in the ESPN naming convention. I'm going to agree with you. Adam. Okay. I think you're right. So it's, out. so it's yep. challenge. What do you think of the choice to take out the E instead of one of the double L's? Uh, alternatively, 
just take out spaces. Just just take out all the spaces. You could have done it and add a hashtag. Or take out an N and be whiner. <laughs> just a thought. That I could have. Or take out an E and go eliminator. The eliminator challenge wiener. That brings us along to our Shreeder of this week. Uh, Pelham, do we have a new Shreeder tweet thread or is it just you and Frank still continuing on the same one? Yeah, so so now that I know that Frank is active on Twitter, um, <laughs> I have become one of his loyal followers. He only had five. Okay, so he now is um, six. So he's up to Damn. six. But because he was private, I didn't actually see his response to Shreeder's thread, I think. But anyway, we're, we're involved. Uh, Adam, did you fire up the Twitter this week? I know you had some very hot opinions you wanted to bounce back at Shreeder. I mean, I've been on Twitter, but I have not even approached Shreeder's vicinity. I Adam, see. So you're hiding about, behind about the wall tea. of anonymity more like you know just gonna let that i've had those arguments with schreeder not about this specifically this is not the time nor the place for it so anyway i do not have a new schreeder tweet this week i'm afraid um the last one was certainly long enough for at least two episodes so we'll hit you back next week but do, do you still have a schreeder palm i do have a schreeder pick for this week yes, ah, yeah what would it be so this week i think my schreeder selection is one frank zoo as I mentioned, he is back on. He's on the Twitter. He's active, and I started to follow him. But more importantly, in his arguably biggest rivalry matchup, rematch of the year against the uh, fallen King Mace, his boys showed up to play. His team came. They did well, and he got that win, which really took him a long way towards making the playoffs. And I'm going to echo that. My shooter this week also goes to Frank. Some say that this win meant more to him than winning the overall league title. I don't think he said that, but I think we all knew it in his heart of hearts that that really uh, makes sense here. And then question, guys, I just had this thought. Do, do you want to, I think I would nominate Mr. Frank for the flame of the year by name renaming Ooh. Mace to uh, Frank's bitch because uh, <laughs> I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I, yeah, I thought, didn't even see that. Oh, it was pretty. It was pretty hot. It was pretty hot. That's when I posted the fire emoji because I just saw that and I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> did he change? Wait, did Maze change it back? Did he? No. <laughs> it's still true. It's still oh my David's god, or Frank's bitch. <laughs> yeah, but Damn, I think I, I'd like to yeah. officially nominate that for Flame of the Year. And, and as a side conversation. Do you think it would be appropriate after playoffs here for us to do some uh, uh, an awards show, if you will, a, a season ending award show where we can each give away some uh, paper plate awards to various contests? Would, would that sound fun? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, I think we could do that. So I think that would also be an early call for nominations for anyone listening. Uh, if you have anything, start percolating those ideas, I would say. Yeah, I think it's a strong early favorite. Um, what I was just looking up was, it's no longer the case. David Mace has seen the thread and chosen not to... Uh, Partake? Overtly respond. Ah, yes. But there was a period of time where he was absent from the thread or had not, quote-unquote, seen the messages for, I think, approximately 48 hours. Do you think he was so reeled by the preview I saw on his phone when he got the notification? I think his phone was flamed too hard. It just exploded. He had to go get a new one so he could come and read the messages. I think it. he probably did what I did this morning, which is when I woke up and I had to read like eight paragraphs about rules <laughs> and options and points. Hannah, and we, like, know, we know you hate new even, games. The phone's not even up. Hannah, we know you hate What's new that? games and learning rules. God damn. Well, they don't you call know, me Hannah B. Smith for nothing. We know where I stand. Hannah, you know when Robert tags you at midnight on a Monday 
<laughs> you know he just no, it's watched, not banned. It's serious. You know he just watched that whole Monday night game. <laughs> I mean, I fair enough. He, he did have a lot up for grabs there. Yeah, that's fair. All right, to wrap it up, Hannah, what's your Shreeder this week? My Shreeder is the goat. Okay. I checked his scores, and this man has been the top scorer for three weeks in a row. I mean, that's pretty pretty good. I'm just wondering if he can keep that momentum up in playoffs because it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting if he can. I didn't really see it coming, so that's a shooter for you. Really see it coming? Partially made it happen. Yep. <laughs> uh, guys, I think I think we need to call my doctor because I've got a case of the segwayitis as we move into Taco of the Week. And I've just got a quick one, and I'm going to actually give it to everyone in the league for letting Robert get Taysom Hill for $0. As it turned out, the biggest waiver wire pickup, getting like 24 points uh, and being QB eligible. Not that we all should have known, but like I feel like there should have been a little bit more competition over this one. Because if he hadn't picked that up, he was uh, not beating Brandon this week. I would almost say that ESPN should get Taco of the Week for classifying Taysom Hill as a tight end. So if you that's some straight up trash. So, I don't care. So if you read their like FAQ about it, because he's officially not a tight end for this upcoming week, they consider yeah. like what a league week to begin is Tuesday, right? Because that's when all the standings update and everything like that. And so into Tuesday, he was not yet named the starting quarterback. And so at that point, he was still like in in the realm of tight end. And so like in the realm of tight end, he's always been a tight end. Hardly. Okay. But that was the reasoning that they gave for it. And so that's what they've always. And and so if it's true at the start of the week, they're going to carry it through until the end of the week is the reasoning. No, I get it. I get it. I just think it's trash. Yeah. Other outlets did not have him that way. So, well, yeah, it was just, it was just ESPN. Um, But now that that little poison pill is gone, uh, and and Hannah can stop being suicidal. She can tell us about her taco. This what? Week. Yeah. So my taco of the week is Jake. Jake has seen an absolutely devastating fall from grace in the run up to playoffs. In addition, this potential ruling that he might lose or tie this game with David Hens means that his standings in jeopardy and just a big <laughs> yikes for Jake across the board. Um, as I mentioned, also our trade from prior weeks has really bit us both in the ass. So um, yeah, I think Jake really is having a rough go of it. And now I think he's playing go this week. He is. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> yikes. It's another rivalry matchup, but one that, well, it still matters a little bit. My taco for this week is going to be one Mr. David Hintz. He did win his matchup in fantasy NFL, yes. But I think he deserves Taco this week for his continued bad behavior in the EPL space. He lost to me by a single point because he had not one or two, not three or four players who didn't play, but five players on his roster who did not play this week. Checker team. So I thought that was, uh, you know, continued poor management from David Hins there. Furthermore, unfortunately, he did lose... The Eliminator Challenge, finally, his last chance for significant financial gain this season, and he lost it to David Mace by picking the Vikings over the Cowboys. As we're into the last week here, I wanted to quickly uh, take a, a ride down to Segway Town and briefly touch base on where the standings are at. Um, you can all look on your standings tab in ESPN, but just so that we're all reminded that we have this basis to go on because we're going to be talking about playoffs, right? This is the last week before playoff scenarios, I'm sure. 
so we can kind of know where we're talking about here. So first place, I am at nine and two, uh, tied for second, um, which not actually because of tiebreakers is going to be Walter Payton Goat, the Arbiter of Justice, and Dick Dick Goose at seven and four. Jake and Mace are tied at six and five. And then we've got Eliminator from the playoffs being Brandon Ho, Hannah, Pelham, and Hins. Uh, so there are five teams still competing for those three spots. That'll be our overall scenario. Pelham, you've got new playoff projections in store for us here. What What is the model saying for us this, this week? I sure do, Adam. I've got hot new numbers off the presses. Adam, unsurprisingly, you're still guaranteed to make playoffs. Yeah. Uh, that hasn't changed. Uh, but we do have two new heavy favorites to make a postseason appearance. That's going to be Peter Smith, the GOAT, and Robert Dick Dick Pan Goose. I've got them both at 99%. You say Dick Dick Pan Goose? I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that too. Okay. What, Can you put more that, names in there? Maybe Julia? Well, actually, Julia's name is oh. not in there, so... Panchen so, Goose. Panchen Goose. Yes, that is the last name. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> so I've got them both at 99%. There's a, there are some very unlikely scenarios that could play out where, you know, they get outscored by many points and lose a weird tiebreaker scenario. Um, they're doing quite like me well. Getting and, strong why, and winning? Why do we is think, that what you're saying? Why do we think that Frank is, it doesn't have a 99% chance and they do despite them being tied? Yeah, so Frank, I've got an 85% chance. He's still very high, very high likely. I think his tiebreakers are not as good. When you look at total points scored, uh, I think he's more vulnerable, I think, is is what's causing that. So uh, there'd be a high chance for Jake or Mace to uh, like to unseat Frank? Correct. So yes, the only way that, that either Goat, Robert, or Frank do not make the playoffs is if Jake or David Mace made it at their expense, which would require them to win a tiebreaker and I think most of them who have, you know, the number of games they've played and wins and losses mostly balance out. But then you do have some very edge case scenarios and points for. So that's why Frank is only an 85%, but still pretty high. Uh, then we've got Jake coming in at 14%. He does have a path, but challenge mode for him. He's playing the GOAT this week. He would have to win that game and have other things go his way. And I've got David Mace, unfortunately, down at one measly percent. Adam, as you know, he's going to be playing you this week. He would have to get a win. He would have to put up a lot of points and have other results go his way. So that's seeming quite unlikely. It actually would be funny because this week you also win 10 bucks if you get the highest score, right? I believe that's true. That is correct. This week, whoever gets the high score wins $10. It would be pretty funny that, you know, he won the Eliminator. So if he also won the week 12 points, then he actually has a net gain of actual cash money this season, which I think would be pretty interesting. What I was going to say, how much, how much are dues? 20 bucks, 25 this year, 25. Oh fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah. How much do I owe you? You've been charged. (laughs) (laughs) So the other thing is that there's high potential for if Frank makes playoffs, but doesn't get, I think second place and Mace does win this for his $30. He is guaranteed more money than Frank, right? Well, yes, it's it's very interesting, Adam, because since Mace has won the Eliminator, that's $20 in the bank. Right. So, yes, even if Frank were to make playoffs, a fourth-place finish would see him go home with less money. Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to build up so the really, rivalry. So, yeah. really, Mace went big brain on this whole season, is well, what you're telling me? Okay, a lot of this is contingent on him 
like winning the getting most points the last week. I'll tell you what, David Mace has consistently cashed out, right? Yeah. He has got money, and every year he rolls it over to his dues for the next year. <laughs> so he's basically been playing for free. That's that's I mean, what's been happening. That's, and it's that's some real accounting bullshit right there. Very sir. effective strategy. He's gonna realize his gains in twenty thirty five. Um <laughs> When his tax rate is different. <laughs> when his tax rate changes. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. In tonight's case, we have Robert Pan bringing a case on behalf of David Hins. The subject, the results of week two of the NFL against Jake Johengen. Jake's case, this some bullshit. David's stack corrections pelham tell us about it order order in the court present your case plaintiff um hello this is robert um (laughs) go on robert don't be shy what seems to be the trouble so i believe what happened and what was presented was Jake originally won week two, 116.8 to 116.7 against David Hens. David, right. there were two, uh, three stack corrections. One was Darren Waller getting two additional yards for David Hens, and mm-hmm. one, and the other being Josh Allen got an additional rushing war- yard and two fewer passing yards. Mm-hmm. So accordingly, your 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 thought would be, oh, two additional yards for David Hens puts him to 116.9, and then right. Jake getting or getting an additional rushing yard 116.9 as well but then minus two passing yards should be what less than 116.9 however it still shows jake Mm -hmm. as the victor so poem can you can you fill us in what what happened here interesting so if we take these new stat corrections and apply l'hopital's rule for summing the points uh added to these scores we would end up with 116.9 to 116.9. However, under our assumed approach of one point per 25 passing yards, equating to 0.04 points per, per single passing yard, this would seem to indicate that David Hins would have a higher score of 116.98 to 116.9. At first glance, that would seem to be the outcome. So so that being that Carson Wentz, based on his yardage, should have, I believe it's like 9.68 points mm-hmm. uh, for his passing output. Yes. Yes, I think that's, that's correct. However, in our league, the rules, the scoring rules are very precise. And in fact, allocate 0.2 points for every five passing yards. Adam, as a resident rules pitch, can you confirm that to be the case? Yeah, that's true. So if you go into the ESPN mobile app and actually like click on a quarterback scoring for any given week, right? You, you see like, or, or anyone scoring, right? You see like what the rule is and then the number of points per thing of that rule being met. So for example, you have, you would have each one interception and for a defense would go two points, right? Uh, each sack, one point, et cetera. Each rushing yard, one point or point one points. So if you click on the quarterback, it says every five passing yards, 
is 0.2 points, meaning you would need to e get five passing yards in order to achieve 0.2 points. Absolutely. So we only score in increments of five passing yards. Correct. And, and therefore you only score or quarterback points for, for the point of passing yards only are by the point two. you can't get 25. That's right. One points for passing yards only. That's correct. So unfortunately, when you recalculate the scores based on that logic, you end up with a dead heat of 116.90 to 116.90. So that would, on the face of it, appear to be a tie. However, again, if you look closely, we do have rules in the case of a tie. And our first tiebreaker in this instance is total bench points for the game week. And when you look at total bench points, you see that Jake clearly had a significant advantage. I think it was in, like in, 63 to 11, right? It, yes, he absolutely decimated Hins on the bench. So based on those numbers, uh, ESPN has correctly, in my view, awarded Jake the win. And that is my ruling. Case dismissed with prejudice. Case dismissed with prejudice. So there you have All it. All right. So are we on to our favorite segment of the week? Not quite yet. We are ready for the waiver wire. Mm. Oh, God. Speaking of the waiver wire, I think it's pretty fair to say that the waiver wire is pretty bare this week. Yes. Uh, not a whole lot of interesting prospects. Maybe J.K. Dobbins, even though he has COVID. So, so he's not playing this week. He's not playing, but anyway. Or, oh, so maybe Gus Edwards. And oh. maybe not next week. If he actually has COVID, a lot of times it's keeping players out for two weeks. So. I should hope so. I think, you, you know, you got to take two weeks off if you actually have COVID. Anyway, not a lot of prospects there. Robert, David Mace, Adam are all out of money. Correct. So again, continue your $1 bid uh, attack. <laughs> uh, David Hens, though, in this category uh, looks good. He's the big stack bully. He's got like $52. So David Hens, it's all on you, bud. You can set the market value for whomever you please. Hannah, I think it's time for everyone's actual favorite segment of the week. The, the Eliminator Challenge. Woo! EPL time? Let's go. All right. No. Just kidding. The Eliminator Challenge. As we mentioned earlier, we've done it. Or rather, I should say, David Mace has done it. He's finally overcome his demons and defeated David Hens for the title of 2020 Eliminator Challenge winner. Thank you. For Congratulations, for David. We we were and congratulations, league. Now we're done with it. Yeah, I was gonna say we were paying attention the whole way. <laughs> Finally, to round out our NFL segment this week, we're going to get to our week 12 previews, the last week of predictions for the regular season. Uh, are we saying this is for all the marbles or are we making it go through playoffs? Just oh, we're making picks through the through the rest of the year, baby. Okay, well, they're only two weeks, so there's only two more weeks there, but. All right, we can make it work. That checks out, yeah. So uh, we're going to start off with our first matchup this week. Hannah, you're taking on Mr. Robert Pan, Dick Dick Panshin Goose, I believe. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's correct, Are you going to pick yourself in this game? I am. You know what? I have been dealt uh, an unkind hand by fate this <laughs> that, season. That would be me. And you know what? I think my Michael Thomas trade was a sacrifice to the gods, Okay. This is my week. I'm just going to come back, win it for absolutely no reason. Robert doesn't need it. I don't need it. Who's to say it couldn't be my week? And and you're saying then that the uh, sacrifice of Michael Thomas is directly to Robert. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, 
you know, once we get to lose something, you got to plant that. You (laughs) got to plant that poison seed. You know, that's right. Yeah, it's a clever trick. But you know, I guess there's a case to be made that maybe I should lose to Robert because that way I can play Pelham in the first round of Sacco Bowl, which could be good for me. You know, and and that's your take. Uh, my personal opinion is if you tend to plant a, a bit of uh, a fungus, there are some people on this earth that eat some fungus and get stronger. And that would be true for Super Camario, Alvin Kamara, uh, when he's eating his mushrooms. So I'm going to pick Robert in this matchup to go eight and four on the season. Pelham, what about you? I'm going to pick a draw. Oh, okay. You're allowed to. No, just kidding. I am going to pick Robert. I'm sorry, Hannah. I, I got your hopes up there for a second where you thought I was going to give you a half point. But uh... no, no, no. You just spent 10 minutes proving that there's no such thing as a draw. So I don't believe that that's true. Well, we haven't gone through all the tiebreakers. There Let are me more. list them for you. No. <laughs> Whose birthday is first? Yes, this one comes down to a coin flip yeah. at dawn. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, this. I do believe Robert's going to have the win here. Although, as you said, it may not matter, but 99% is not guaranteed to have a playoff spot. So he's still going to try and get this win. Also, even if you were to lose, I, I think there's still too much ambiguity in the bottom four in terms of who's going to play whom. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, now that we've cleared up the hinge situation, that does make things a little bit more clear that you are, in fact, in the bottom poem. It's true. At, that is correct. Top, hell, bottom. As alluded to earlier, second matchup, I'm going to be taking on David Mace. I've got myself in this one. Um, I just feel like it would be wrong now to bet against myself and be a hedgy boy. So I think it'll be close. I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a really good game, but we'll see. I'm going to pick uh, David Mace to win this game out of pure spite. Uh, to me, since he just to the league, oh, okay. I think since he lost to uh, Frank Zoo last <laughs> week, uh, he's done his job. He's won the Eliminator Challenge. He is all but eliminated from the playoffs. But I think he's just going to win this game out of pure spite and to get the ten dollars for the highest score. That is correct. Actually, pure monetary motivation. Oh, okay. So changing it completely. <laughs> I don't see a difference. Okay. From David, Mace. what about you, Hannah? Is there a late change here? There is, you know, now that we've been talking about this prize, which I think everyone in the league forgot about, um, I also am going to choose Mace as an upset victory here. Again, doesn't really matter for you, Adam, at all. But, you know, for Mace, it could keep him in playoffs. Is that true? Uh, Not really. 1%. Yeah, we we assessed it at 1%. Sorry, the models assessed it. He will need this win. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fight for that 1%. It would get him to 30 bucks for the year, which is a, a net $5 profit. There you go. Our third matchup is going to be the GOAT, Mr. Peter Smith, against Jake Johengis Johengen. Uh, Pelham, do you, do you think Jake has a chance in this one? Do, do you? I feel like, I'm... should we just say it on three? One, two, three, GOAT. No. Come on. Screwed him. Jake does not have a chance this week, I'm afraid. His team... It's falling apart. It is what it is. Jake's too busy working night shifts to pay attention to actually anything anymore. Yeah, he's going to lose. Yeah, I, we we all agreed it was goat. It was just fun not to do a thing. To Prophecy you. will be fulfilled. I hate you guys. Thank you. Fourth matchup is going to be David Hins and Brandon. Perhaps a preview of the future Sacco Bowl. You never know. Uh, we'll see how it ends Today? up. Hannah, where you got this one going? So... 
in saying that that's a future Sacco, does that mean that I am no longer in contention for the Sacco? I, I would said, love that to be I true. said potential. I didn't say that you weren't still in contention. They are well, in yeah. the bottom four teams. <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah. All right. I picked him for this one. He has had an absolutely wild end of season upswing. I think he's got one more in him just to get him into that nice... Could actually he could make eighth place if I lose. So yeah, fuck it up. Let's do it. I'll be following that up going the exact opposite way. I think Brandon will have this one. We've got a solid matchup for the Cowboys, I believe, playing the Redskins on Thanksgiving, and I think Zeke will feast on some turkey legs. Nice. Do you think he's gonna hop in a Salvation Army kettle again? God, I hope so. I love that. (laughs) It is a good way to effectively isolate. And it's good marketing dollars for the Salvation Army. There you uh, go. However, I do think David Hins is going to win this week. Uh, Brandon's team has been sus, uh, although he did manage that uh, that nice victory a couple weeks ago against you, Hannah. Um, but I don't think he's a strong contender to win this game, and he might be my best chance to not be Sacco. So really, you're voting <laughs> for your own best interest. Well, it doesn't really matter, right? We're all going to be bottom <laughs> four. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think his team has a chance to just be trash for the rest of the year. Yeah. Has a chance. Yeah. Uh, you know. All right. Last matchup of the week. Last regular matchup prediction of the year. Pelham, you're taking on justice themselves. The arbiter of fate. The arbiter of justice. Frank Zoo. Soon of- to be the arbiter of fate. Off of his hot win against David Mace. Where where do you have yourself in this poem? I think that I am going to win this week. Got to back myself, Adam. I think I'm going to win. I think Frank Zoo's team has done just enough to make it to the playoffs. I think Jake and David Mace are going to lose because they have tough opposition in, in the GOAT and you. And so I think, uh, you know, Frank Zoo takes it easy this week, uh, saving himself for the playoffs. Give okay. me that win. I've I've got a Frank top, Pelham bottom. This was destined. No. Yeah, I tend to agree. I never back a loser, so I've got Frank. Ouch. In the biggest all right so of this year, Hannah, I think it is finally time. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. It's time for EPL. The only segment that really matters. I'm sorry this has taken so long to get to. But let's run us down some week nine standings. Somehow in first, still, even though Liverpool is trash and Jake never checks his lineup, it's you will never walk alone in with 21 points. And second is me with 15, third, Oliver with 15, Robert with 15, Pelham with 15, Henry with 15. Oh Whew. my goodness. Getting, getting tight for a second there. Uh, in seventh, we've got No Cain, No Gain with 12. Adam also with 12 in eighth place. In ninth, we've got 85 Bears. And then the last three, the relegation zone has stayed the same. Maybe, you know, look, I'm thrilled with the uptick <laughs> in interest from Sam, from Hins this week in seeing how, you know, we're getting back in the thread. We're getting back in the zone. Welcome back, lads. We're ready. Um, special shout out to a unique uh, name change from one Sam. Number 10th place is Clover is a Joker with six points. Nice. Which, damn, Adam, he's coming for you. I, how, I would like him to explain this context. 
called out. He did do a marathon listening session, so maybe he had some thoughts. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. It's very mm-hmm. fair. Sam, yeah, if you're listening, got, he's only two wins behind. If you're listening, call in and explain yourself. Please do. Also, yeah, usually, come on the pod, whatever. Usually, if you're going to taunt, you want to have more than two wins. But ooh, flame of the year. Uh, but I do have a question. Jake has somehow extended his lead again to six points at the top. Correct. That is correct. What a little. Ah. I lost to Robert. That was my bad. Um, yeah, it was rough. But also, come on, guys. Jake, come on. If Anyways, we're gonna catch him, if, it's a slow If climb. Jake wins an EPL, does that technically count as me winning? Are you managing his EPL team the way you are his NFL? <laughs> Absolutely not. But hmm. question: We're gonna have to take that to the people's court <laughs> next week. <laughs> bang, 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 gavel. All right. So our week ten matches <laughs> to watch. Look, there's only one match that matters this weekend. It's on Sunday, 11:30 a.m. It's Chelsea Spurs. It's the only game that matters on Sunday, period. You heard it here, okay? It's the battle for the top of the table. It's your beautiful blues. Keep that blue flag flying high versus the fucking Spurs, whatever. Fuck them. They're only good till Kane gets injured. Adam, who you got in that matchup? Chelsea, Chelsea versus Adam? Spurs. Uh, I think Chelsea's playing really, really well lately, but I think San has the most goals in the EPL right now, so I think we're going to take Tottenham. Can I get a score out of you? 4-1. Chelsea? To Tottenham? Tottenham. Sir, I will buy you a bottle of wine. Love that energy from you. What? No, no, no. 4-1 Tottenham. Wait, Tottenham? (laughs) Tottenham. (laughs) Fuck off. Hannah, what's your proj? I think it'll be like 3-2. To Chelsea? I would rather not say. Ah, so to Tottenham. Three, two. I'm going to project two to one Tottenham with the win. But it could be Mm. a good game, I bet. Now, knowing that Captain America is back, does that change anyone's mind? Is he going to play? He is. Is David Hens going to pull him out of his third uh, sub slot? Be better if he didn't. Adam, I think that is uh, Timo Werner, not... Oh, yeah, it is. (laughs) Turbo Timmy Werner. All right, so the other games are Southampton versus Man U was the best one I could pull Woo! out, I guess, Let's here. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Adam, any guesses for your favorite team, quote-unquote, and Southampton? Man U is going to win. Hmm. Man U is going to win 2-0 to zero and one penalty. And in a continuance of his charity streak, Rashford is going to donate a home-fed goal to Che Adams. I'm going to go 3-0 Southampton. <laughs> Man, you love to give up, give away like in every other game. That's yeah. insane. No, that's mm. insane. Mm. Mm. We'll see. Um, the third game is Arsenal Wolves, which look, this is a stretch because I don't think this is going to be a good game. I genuinely think it will be 0-0. Any other thoughts on that one? It seems like we're picking an Arsenal game for a game to watch every single week. Well, we know we have one loyal fan out there of our 14, so we're kind of pandering to our audience. Yeah, what about our pander? What about our loyal Jake fan about never walking alone? He literally he, walks alone. He doesn't even listen to the pod. Yeah, he's not that loyal. These holes ain't loyal. Tell him what do you think, Arsenal Wolves? I'm gonna say one to one. I'm gonna say Lacazette gets a goal and Jimenez scores. And David Hens will continue to have Wolves players who don't actually play. Zero, zero. All right. Good pick. So, Hot Boys. What do we think for Hot Boys for week 10? Let's start with Pelham. 
So my hot boy this week, maybe I'm a little late on this train, but Diogo Jota from Liverpool. He's been in fine form as of late. I think he joined the side this year. You know, took a little bit of time to get his footing, develop some chemistry with his teammates. But now he has scored, especially in, you know, Salah's absence the last game, he scored three goals in his past four matches for Liverpool, playing a strong midfield role. Uh, and his next three matches are against Brighton, Wolves, and Fulham, which is a pretty nice uh, string of fixtures. He is 6.6 pounds, consistently has been playing upwards of 80 minutes. Could be a hot boy. When you say, yeah, consistently, that's the only thing. Over the last, I think it's seven weeks, there's been three specific games where he's played under 20 minutes. And there's been a couple other games where he's only played about 70 or 80 minutes. So he is not always a consistent starter, though he has been playing full 90-minute games towards the end here. So a bit of a mixed bag there. Yeah, I think I think what I'll say to that, Adam, is that those games where he was playing fewer minutes were earlier in the season, weren't they? They, they were. They were. Like two two of his first three games were 10 and 12 minutes. He came on as a sub. But two weeks ago, yeah, he, he also that came. doesn't really count. Two weeks ago, he also came on as a sub. Well, as you know, the, the schedule this year is just brutal for all these teams, right? So especially a team like Liverpool who's in all the tournaments, they're doing a bit of a rotation. It's true. There might be some weeks where he does not play a starting role. Uh, you, you do need to pay attention to starting lineups. Yeah. I feel like that's so frustrating with like fantasy EPL. It's so hard to tell like who is in a starting lineup other than just like Googling, right? Like how mm-hmm. am I supposed to know whether or not he's starting until like the, the lock-in or the lock in period happens and then i just like well i hope he's playing and then sometimes well i guess he didn't play i don't know well twitter that is a slight disadvantage i think of being in this time zone right where the the morning of you could make adjustments over in the uk Um, i I guess when when are like like starters announced i guess i don't even know i think it's similar to nfl like morning of you would know okay um but i mean perhaps this is a, a a niche gap in the market maybe what we need is a fantasy EPL show for the masses to answer these kinds of questions. Adam is on board. Awesome. Anyway, Adam, who's your hot so boy? Adam, who is your hot boy? Guys, I, I was looking at people to potentially sub Salah out for, and one of the people that I stumbled across, you may have heard of him. He's Belgian. His name is Kevin De Bruyne. Bless you. Thank you. What? He plays for Man City, and uh, he's been pretty good. But I didn't realize how much of a meme this man was. <laughs> Are you aware of the memes involving Kevin DeBarle? I am. <laughs> but go on. This man loves to scream about letting himself talk. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! So anyways, Kevin De Bruyne has quite a few memes about him that are fun to amuse myself with today. My favorite blue is Liverpool and my, um, my favorite player is Michael Owen and I want to play And then on top of that, He's got some really good matchups incoming, so I would I would suggest uh, that you start him. So I decided to take the hot boys um, in a literal sense, in that I picked the hottest boy that currently exists. He's the top ten hottest man on the planet for me, Hannah Smith, um, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Olivier wow. Giroud. Now, if you want to do yourself a favor. Please do a Google. Uh, that is the French version. If you're American, that is Oliver Giroud. Okay. Um, but do Google uh, and you'll find, in fact, the most attractive man, beard, no beard, 
If you're my father, uh, you might call him Gerand. That is acceptable. All pronunciations are acceptable. He's a classic Chelsea sub in the last 10 minutes, or better yet, a French starting striker who is notorious for scoring goals and winning World Cups. So, Olivier Giroud, we love him. If you're ever single, call me. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So next up, I decided to give Adam a break this week because he's in busy season. I never said that. So he does not have to Rubber do tape. a quiz of the week. I have decided to put together the finest quiz this pod has ever seen entitled, Whose Man's Is This? Here's how the game works. So I will either give you a quote or I will play for you a bit of audio. And I want you to guess who said the quote. I will give you one point if you can name who it was. And I will give you another point if you can name what team they were either managing or playing for. And Adam, I have uh, I have come up with these questions on a curve. So there will be people who you know. Would it be a strong curve? <laughs> it is a strong curve. <laughs> I think there's maybe one you will not know. Just purely based on uh my assumptions but we'll see how it goes so who's ready me adam has given me a nod it is actually an audio format podcast but we will accept it all right so question number one in whose man's is this quote football is a simple game 22 men chase a ball for 90 minutes and at the end the germans win pelham buzz that would be one Gary Lineker. It's Gary Lineker, actually. And uh, for a bonus point, who knows the team? England. England. I said it first! Oh, I think I've got that one. That's a 1-1 one, one tie, lads. It's a race? Well, it is now. <laughs> well, it is a competition. It's always a competition. Help, I need every advantage I can I will get. allow you that one. <laughs> All right, so the next one is an audio clip. I want your name, The Man Speaking. And his team, if you know it. Here we go. Of course, I miss, I miss to play in, in Spain. Uh, we have that battle the yeah. last 15 years, which is good. Uh, he pushed me and I pushed him as yeah. well. So it's good to be, in a, to be part of history of football. I'm there and, yeah, of course, he's there as well. Any guesses on that one, lads? I do have a guess. Yes, Colin. Adam, would you like to go first? Mm-mm. <laughs> I am going to guess uh, Jose Mourinho for Real Madrid. That is incorrect. No. Adam, give a rebuttal. I would like to guess a Frenchman. Also incorrect. That is Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, okay. He was talking in reference to Lionel Messi, I believe, at last year's awards ceremony for something. Mm. I don't know. They were sitting next to each other. All right. It's all awards. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Question number three, quote, my greatest challenge is not what's happening at the moment. My greatest challenge was knocking Liverpool right off their fucking perch. And you can print that. Jamie Vardy. That isn't correct. Pelham. See, the interesting thing here is that apart from last year, you've got to go back a ways before Liverpool was on their perch. I'm going to say... I don't know. Alex Ferguson. Man, you. 
You would be correct. Yes. From the it 90s. was Sir Alex Ferguson. And for a bonus point, the team. Man, you. you. <laughs> Adam, you could have I already in said there. it. I said Alex Ferguson. Man, you. Yeah, I wasn't I'm being quick because Bob literally already said the team. <laughs> just kidding. Probably got those points. Hell all right. Yeah. Greatest manager of all time. Undisputed. I think that's probably true. All right. So uh, number four is another audio clip. So I know. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. Whose mans is that? Uh, Well, uh, he was a German. It sounds German. I agree. Trying to decide if it's a player or a coach. Timo Werner. That is incorrect. Got to shoot your shot. You know. I'm going to go for Jurgen Klopp. Ding, 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 ding. Hell yeah. You are correct. And um, for another point, the team? Bayern Munich. No. I'm going to go for Dortmund before he joined Liverpool. Is that right? Or was it Liverpool? Can I give me five Liverpool. seconds to Google it? Ah, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, I That's said, fine. give me five seconds to Google it, damn it. I'm so sorry. We're actually on the clock, Adam. Question number five. Quote. That was a good one. I I wouldn't say I was the best manager in the business, but I was in the top one. That sounds like a classic Mourinho-ism. That is incorrect. No. Is it the hot one? I believe that's a different show, Adam. Could you be more specific? Oh, uh, Arteta? uh, Yeah, Arteta. No. No. It is not Arteta. It, this is, in fact, a bit of a throwback. One Brian Clough oh, from Leeds that of Nottingham Forest at the time, I believe. All right. Fair enough. I think that one was the one I didn't know. That was that is correct. <laughs> that is the one you did not know. Brian Clough. What a legend. Watch The Damned United. Actually, read the book first. Um, very good. All is right. So we've got one pages? last one last question. Question number six. This is another audio one. Now, if I was a Fulham fan, what I would encourage them to do, go out to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Hide. You wait for the referee to come out there, get into his little car, and you follow him home. So you tweet his address, and you let the good people of Fulham take matters in their own hands. Jason um, Adam, I believe you actually hit the microphone so hard. <laughs> um, the audience may have heard it from space. So, Adam, would you like to guess? J- Jason Sudeikis. I'd like to counter with Ted Lasso. Correct. It is Ted Lasso. Ooh, it's the actor <laughs> playing him. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. We're gonna take it to our judges. Hold on, hold, please. The judges have ruled it is Ted Lasso. Um, can you yes. name the team for one bonus point? Is it Wrexham? No. Incorrect. Adam, how's your Googling going? It's it, oh, I, I'm not Google? looking. I'm I'm not looking at the team. I'm literally it, it is Jason Sudeikis. Incorrect. He's actually in character as Ted Lasso. AFC Richmond. That's not fair. That is correct. Pelham, it is AFC Richmond. It was Ted Lasso. Great show. I recommend it. We are not sponsored by Apple TV, but if we were, we would take that money straight to the bank. Thank you for playing. Um, I believe it was a blowout win by Pelham. This is under protest. Like and subscribe. I could have told you it was Ted Lasso. Yeah, but thanks for joining us. Horseshit. We'll see you next week. Horseshit. Bye.